Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today. We are moving forward, articulating our values, and we're winning. Now, there's mixed reviews coming in, uh, you know, really throughout the country, but ultimately we're winning. As long as we as Americans continue to express what we value, what we care about, we're going to win. We are going to turn this behemoth around. We're going to take it back. I have several news articles that I'm that I'm looking at that that just d- display, describe, narrate how we're winning because we're winning because we are expressing what we want. We're expressing outrage, but we're also expressing what we want. What we want in stead of what we're outraged about. I am holding in my hand this article entitled Federal Judge Upholds Idaho's Transgender School Bathroom Law. It actually should be called Federal Judge Upholds Idaho's School Bathroom Law, which restricts boys who are dressing up like girls to use the girls' bathroom. That's what the headline should read. But that's a long headline. I get it. It's not very pithy. Nonetheless, the article says a federal judge last week upheld Idaho's school bathroom law, requiring students to use the bathroom that correspond with their biological gender. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Chief U.S. District Judge David Nye. I wonder if he's any relation to Bill. David Nye denied a request to block the law from being enforced while a lawsuit plays out. Oh, so there's a lawsuit happening. And the the, the side of the boy who likes to dress up like a girl said, you know, can't we still use the girl's bathroom even though we're boys? And the judge said, nope, not going to do it. The Idaho law requires public schools to have separate bathrooms and changing areas for biological boys and girls and prohibits boys who like to dress up like girls and vice versa to use the bathroom of the opposite gender. The law also gives students the right to sue their school if they see a student using a bathroom that does not match their biological sex. Welcome back to Common Sense, my friends. Oh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Common Sense. It's been a while. It really has. But welcome back. Welcome back to Idaho, anyway. Um, we are we, we we're gonna take this this victory in Idaho. And we're going to we're gonna continue to speak and verbalize that these are the values we want. Did did we ever think that common sense would be a value? I don't, you know, uh, you know. When you think of values and when you think of virtues, you know, common sense isn't, that's not the first thing that that comes to mind. I mean, yeah, we, you know, we love common sense. We absolutely want common sense. It's not as common anymore, but who thought that it would just be this thing that we would just value? Oh, common sense. Welcome back. So this is, this is how we put our foot down and we say absolutely no. That that boy who wants to dress up like a girl, no, he he may not use the the, the girl's bathroom. 
we absolutely must put our foot down because what do we value? Well, you don't value this boy's feelings. Okay. All right. I, I don't. I, I don't value his feelings as a boy th that he wants to use the girls' bathrooms and, and he's going to get his feelings hurt if I say no. If that's me not valuing his feelings, then all right. However, I do value the the actual physical protection of, of, of the females in the building. That's what we do value. They need to be protected from this predator who wants to wear a skirt. Dean, how dare you? You can't call him a predator. You don't know. Well, all right. Um, nonetheless, the Idaho uh, law is is a law that, that we think should be in every state. But to think that it even has to be a law, how far have we come are we, where we have to make it a law that biologically speaking, you have to use your biological bathroom? It's the law. Uh, it should just be understood. But you know what happened? We, we ushered religion and morality out of the schools. Now, there's a lot of people lately beating up the church, beating up the pastors and beating up the pulpit because, you know, they— there's there's been this trend of of pop psychology, you know, preaching. There's been this trend of you know seven ways to your better life, or yeah, you know, just this soft kind of seeker friendly speaking from the pulpit, and it it hasn't really been a, a type of speaking or preaching that that really hits to the heart. And and there's some truth in that. There is, you know, the pulpit needs to share its its level of, of responsibility and where the culture is. It, it, but also, when we kicked morality and we kicked religion out of schools and we said, we don't want this, that, that was a, a blow. That was a crucial blow. Now, granted, you know, the pulpits probably could have been more vocal then. Uh, you know, I wasn't born then. All I know is from that time period, we have been in a dismal decline, dismal. And so now we're to the point where we have to start making laws that say, if you're a boy, you can't go into the girl's bathroom. Uh, it seems like it should have always been a law. The article continues. This is uh, the judge, Judge David Nye. He says, although it likely comes as little solace to Idaho's boys who like to dress up like girls and vice versa, as a result of the court's decision today, by the way, I, I, he said transgender in his quote, but I am, I am interjecting actual definitions, but it's his quote. Maybe I should quote him directly. I don't want to misquote the judge. Ah, boy, although it likely comes as little solace to Idaho's transgender students, that's what the judge said, which are boys who like to dress up like girls, who as a result of the court's decision today may have to change their routines. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Johnny, you're going to have to change your routine. I know you want to put that skirt on and go in the girls' bathroom, but that routine's got to stop. 
or who regrettably may face other societal hardships. The court must stay within its lane. Its duty is to interpret the law. It is not a policy-making body. Ding, 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 ding. Well, well, well. We have a judge here who believes the court is not a policy-making body. That's a first. That's a first in a long time because, you know, we have documented how the how the court has decided it's going to be a policy-making body. We talked about that at length. The article continues. The law had already gone into effect on July 1st, but it was halted when the judge issued a temporary restraining order against it in August. The law will take effect again early next month. And this article is from October 17th, so this is just a couple days ago. Lambda Legal, a national LGBT advocacy group, filed a lawsuit against the law. <laughs> filed a lawsuit against the law. Okay. On behalf of Idaho students who might be boys who also like to dress up like girls, or Idaho students who might be girls but they like to dress up like boys, alleging that the law unconstitutionally discriminates against these students, these boys who like to dress up like girls. This law discriminates against them because it doesn't let them use whatever bathroom they want to use. How dare you discriminate against me? I feel like a girl today. I should be able to use the girls' bathroom. It's discrimination. Uh, So... By this definition, anything can be discrimination. Anything. I could I could get in my car today and I could drive down the street and I could run the red light. And then I could say the law that prohibits me from running the red light discriminates against my lead foot. That just I just put the pedal to the metal and I drive because that's who I am. I'm just going to drive, put the pedal to the metal and go. That's how I live my life on full throttle. Go. And how dare you discriminate against me? I want to just drive. And you're discriminating against me by making me stop for that red light. Oh, Dean, that's ridiculous. You are just, yes, it is. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Just like this this yeah uh, <laughs> how can a, a lawyer and 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 his or her right mind say that this law unconstitutionally discriminates against little Johnny because he wants to dress up like a girl uh, the judge also denied the state's request to throw out the case saying state attorneys asked for the case to be dismissed in a perfunctory manner with little explanation. Nevertheless, Idaho Attorney General Raul Labrador, in a statement, called Thursday's ruling a significant win for the state. Yep, it is. It's a significant win indeed. Uh, we, We need more of these wins. We need more judges who are willing to remove themselves from a policy-making decision and just follow the law. And please, for the love of Pete, follow the law with some common sense. Please, I beg it of you, just, just have some common sense. I mean, come on. 
that there's there's no discrimination here. Little Johnny gets to use the the bathroom built for little Johnny, not the bathroom built for Sally or Susie. Ah, the attorney general. Here's his quote. This is the Idaho attorney general, Raul Labrador. Society has separated these intimate facilities for time immemorial. And it is particularly important that the safety and privacy interests of minor students are protected. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. We have separated these intimate facilities for time immemorial. That means forever. These facilities have been separated and they've been separated forever. And there's a reason. Yeah, there's there's a very good reason because of safety and privacy. I mean, he says, you know, safety and privacy of, of minor students, and he's absolutely right. But the safety and privacy for everyone, that's what's at that's what's at, at, at stake here. Safety and privacy. We know what happened in Virginia, where the boy wearing a skirt goes into the bathroom and then he 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 decides he's gonna rape a freshman because he's allowed to use the bathroom. And then that superintendent down there covers it up. It's for safety and privacy. We're not discriminating against little Johnny for crying out loud. We're protecting everybody else from little Johnny who thinks he's a girl and wants to wear a skirt. And we coddle him and we and we say, oh, okay. I mean, if you think you're a girl, then you go ahead and be a girl. No, no, no. We're going to begin articulating our values. And our values are uh, to protect all the other little girls in that school building. We value them over, over the fill in the blank, the insanity of little Johnny. Dean, you just called little Johnny insane. Well, come on, he's a boy and wants to wear a skirt. The article continues. Trans no, uh, the the bathroom and locker room use has become a hot button issue in school districts around the country with many parents sounding off about their concerns around their children sharing these spaces with students of the opposite gender. You better believe they're sounding off their concerns. They're angry about it. And they're frustrated with our leadership who has their head buried in the sand. And But now, in addition to us expressing our anger, we're going to begin articulating our values. We're angry that you're doing this, but here's what we value. We value the protection and the safety of the girls, and we demand, we absolutely demand that the boys stay in the boys' bathroom, the girls stay in the girls' bathroom. If you want to create a, a, a unisex bathroom, do it. Unisex bathrooms have been around forever. Put a stall in there. Put a urinal in there. Well, I guess you can't put a urinal in there because mostly it's little Johnny who thinks he's a girl. Put a toilet in there. And then little Johnny can go in there all day long. All right. It's his, it's his own private bathroom. Unisex bathrooms are everywhere. All right. Go, go for it. Make it happen. This is a problem easily fixed. Another common concern has been student gender transitions at school. Parents have accused their children's schools of keeping them in the dark about their children's new gender identities for long periods of time. Some have gone as far as suing their school districts. More than 18,000 schools across the country have rules saying school staff can 
or should hide a student's gender identity from parents, according to a list compiled by Parents Defending Education. We've talked through this list. Parents Defending ed- Education is doing the heavy lifting in this regard. They've they've got the, the map. You can go to their website, look at the map, and see if your school is on the list. I encourage you to do that. Some of the larger districts on the list are Chicago Public Schools, Los Angeles Unified School District, Baltimore City Public Schools, San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle Public Schools. So while the article is about this Idaho uh, law being upheld by U.S. District Judge David Nye, it it ends you know, with, with the frustration of parents. Parents are frustrated about uh, genders sharing bathroom spaces, and then it kind of goes off into other parental complaints, namely that parents are being kept into the dark, kept in the dark by school and and, and staff officials in terms of, you know, what their kids want to do as far as transitioning. But our, our days of only expressing frustration are over. We will begin to articulate our values. Here is what we want. And we are going to demand that our leaders start paying attention. Pay attention to our values. All right, we will pick this up on the other side of the break. Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We are happy to have you on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. You can find us here Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, or you can uh, find us anytime on the podcast network. We're always there. Download the app, the America Out Loud Talk Radio app, and uh, you you can listen to us there as well. There's all sorts of ways to find us and hear us. 
and we are grateful that 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 you're on board. Welcome to the dean's list. So we we've really been you know the last several days I've just been talking about expressing our values. Uh, I, I think the more we we express our values, the more we win. I think we will continue to see victory after victory when we not only express our outrage about what's happening in the country, about what's happening to our kids, about just about what we're seeing. Let's express our outrage, but let's articulate our values. Here's what we want instead. Here's what we value. And this is what we're going to push for. We've we've seen this unfold here over the past couple of days, really, with these students at woke Harvard and you know woke NYU and other woke universities where they've you know they've been protesting and demanding that um, uh, that Israel be held accountable for the atrocities being conducted on Israeli citizens that it's Israel's fault it's their fault and you know people are just we're just not having it we're, we're, we're done with stupidity. And, you know, now we have CEOs saying, all right, I want to know who these kids are because I need to know who I shouldn't hire. <laughs> it's just that simple. We're done hiring stupid. We're just done. We're done hiring hatred. When you talk about bigotry, talk about hatred, talk about divisiveness. We're done. We're done hiring it. Uh, this, you know, we talked about this student at, at NYU who is the president of the Student Bar Association and some of her comments. And this law firm said, all right, we're rescinding our offer. Apparently they had an offer on the table to this girl. And he said, you know, they just said, we're not doing it. Uh-uh, th that offer is off the table because we're not going to hire stupid. We're done with it. No more hatred. No, no, that's it. It's over. And it, when we continued to, as 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 citizens continue to continue to speak our values, keep it on. Just just keep going. Keep. Don't be afraid to to say what you value. We value life. Then holler it from the rooftops. We value safety and protection of of girls in, in school bathrooms. Holler it. Uh, no, we don't value the feelings of little Johnny, who wants to wear a skirt and go into the girls' bathroom. I don't value those feelings. Sorry, Johnny. Uh-uh. Let's just vocalize it, because the more we vocalize it, the more we will win. And this federal judge upholding this, this Idaho school bathroom law is a perfect example. Uh, let's put pressure on, on our leaders. Let's let's put pressure on them. We, we demand some, let's go back to normalcy here. We value normalcy. Let's go back. Oh, this is the new normal. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. We're not playing the new normal game. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. That's my uh, my George Bush uh, 41. Not going to do it. Okay. I'm holding another article here. This article is entitled, Detransitioner Bill of Rights Gives States Blueprint to Push Back on Radical Gender Ideology. Here we go. More victory. And more victory because we are speaking our values. Let's articulate what we care about. An organization that works to oppose the injection of radical gender ideology into medicine 
is releasing model legislation that would provide legal remedies for so-called transitioners who are seeking a way to reverse the effects of gender transition surgeries. This is what we need to be promoting. Let's let's get rid of radical gender ideology in, in medicine. It doesn't belong in medicine. It doesn't belong anywhere. It needs to be destroyed. Radical gender ideology needs to be destroyed. And the more we articulate our values, the more we will destroy it. The article continues. The the Detransitioner Bill of Rights, which was created by medical nonprofit Do No Harm and obtained exclusively by the Daily Wire. This is a, a Daily Wire article aims to address the spike in minors who come to regret their decision to undergo sex change treatments. Emphasis in that sentence is is the phrase spike in minors. It aims to address the spike in minors. There has just been this crazed spike in minors who all of a sudden want to be the other gender. Why do you think that is? Why? Somebody asked Cindy the other day, is it because, is this just the way it's always been? And 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 the kids were just not talking about it? Maybe they were too afraid to talk about it? Cindy was like, what? No, no, this isn't how it's always been. It's Now it's being shoved down their throats. They're being told, oh, you might be, little Johnny, you might be Sally. You, you might have to change your name to little Janie, little Jill. Uh, th- that's what's happening. That's why we're seeing a spike in minors who think they, they need to become the other gender because they're being lied to, because they're being told, you feel this way because, well, just because God got it wrong, you know, he, he, you're actually a boy trapped inside a girl's body. It's God's fault. He didn't get it right. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, slow down. I thought it was, you know, I thought we evolved. I mean, what, what does God have anything to do with this, right? According to you people, you know, we, we came from the monkey. Huh? But, it, you know, when it doesn't, when it doesn't suit their argument, ah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I know. All right. So, uh, you know, I interrupted myself. The Detransitioner Bill of Rights aims to address the spike in minors who come to regret their decision to undergo sex change treatments. It would help give those seeking to detransition. It would help those seeking to detransition financial access to medical treatments that would help reverse the effects of the transition procedures, as well as the ability to bring legal action against those who push the radical treatments on them, and that's what we want. We want these kids to be able to have legal action against these fiends in in the medical community who are pushing these radical treatments on them. Oh, there's so much money here. Follow the money. Follow the trail of of money, and and we'll see you know why this is being pushed so much. And and we need to be able to go after these people because they're preying 
on the hearts and minds of of little children whose hearts and minds haven't been developed yet. Their brains are not fully developed. And these these evil medical practitioners are preying on them. Quote, medical professionals should publicly acknowledge the plight of detransitioners and research ways to help and support those who regret undergoing these decisions. Dr. Stanley Goldfarb, the organization's chairman, uh, adding that the model legislation is, quote, a crucial step in protecting the rights and well-being of children who have been subjected to experimental sex change treatments. Thank you, Dr. Stanley Goldfarb and Do No Harm organization. Thank you for standing up. Thank you for doing this. The model legislation notes that there has been a spike in individuals known as detransitioners who've been subjected to physiological interventions to alter their appearance and bodily functions to align with their perceived sex, but went on to experience a resolution of any inconsistency with their actual sex. It goes on to detail a wide-reaching set of policies that could be enacted by state governments concerned with the well-being of detransitioners. Yeah, we are concerned about their their well-being. These kids have been lied to, and they've been manipulated to physically alter their bodies. And now we have this model legislation that gives them that gives them an out, allows them to to go after these predators. Can I can I call them predators? I guess I just did. The legislation highlights many risks associated with such interventions, asserting that states have a compelling government interest in protecting the health and safety of its citizens, especially vulnerable children and adolescents. It also affirms a right to informed consent, demanding that healthcare professionals make patients aware that the administration of puberty blockers for those who identify as transgender has not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Did you know that? But yet they're just giving these kids puberty blockers all day long. And then what they have set up in Colorado is if you're 12 or older, you get to make these decisions on your own. You get to to decide, yeah, I want to take a puberty blocker, and you don't have to tell your parents because you are in charge of your own health as a 12-year-old. That's what they're doing in Colorado. The parents in Colorado, articulate your values. Don't just be outraged at, at, at what's happening. Articulate what you want. Articulate that you have parental rights and, and you want those rights back. And when you do it in mass, when your voice is heard in mass, I promise you, the weak-kneed politicians will buckle under your pressure. Look what happened in New Mexico where this governor said, you can't, I'm going to suspend the Constitution. I'm going to suspend the Second Amendment here in New Mexico. No, you cannot carry. And the people were like, What? You you said what? Uh, wait wait a second. We thought that we heard you said, but you didn't really mean that, did you? Because 
because we're going to show up here at Albuquerque and we're all fully armed and fully loaded and ready to go. Those videos were great of just people walking around carrying their firearms. And then that governor just in a couple of days just buckled under the pressure. If we would do this in mass for things that we value, and, and we value our right to self-defense. We value the Second Amendment. What if we did that for everything that we valued, for everything we could just coalesce around? And our kids, we value our kids. If we could just, uh, if we could find some common ground and some unity and speak in one voice for the things we value, we could bring these leaders, these weak need, spineless, gutless leaders to their knees. Or better yet, we vote them out of office with actual people that have actual spines and have actual needs that, you know, don't buckle under the pressure of life and buckle on, that don't buckle under the pressure of stupidity, of absolute stupidity, moronosity. That's one of my favorites. All right. It also affirms the right back to this article. It also affirms a right to informed consent. Well, no. Okay. Demanding that healthcare, I, I read that. All right. Puberty blockers. Okay, good. Use of puberty blocking drugs can lead to, quote, severely decreased bone density, heart disease, stroke, and cancer, while also increasing the risk of your child or adolescent being sterilized. And do these kids know that? Are they informed about that? Do these evil, greedy medical practitioners tell the kids that? But you know what? Even if they do, in Colorado, the kids are 12 years old. I, I, do they have the mental capacity to even understand and make this decision? No, they don't. And and your leaders in, in, in Colorado have done this on purpose. Those people are evil. I'm telling you, they're evil. The legislation from Do No Harm would also empower detransitioners who underwent transition procedures as minors to bring a civil suit against the professionals who performed them. Such suits would be able to cover the real value of the cost of detransition procedures and any other appropriate relief, as well as attorney fees. Yeah, let's go after them. Let's hit them in the pocketbook. Absolutely. Any healthcare professional or physician who provides a minor with a gender transition procedure is strictly liable to that minor if the treatment results in any injury, which we know it's going to, including physical, psychological, emotional, or physiological harms within the next 25 years. Holy cow. Yeah. Talk about statute of limitations. 25 years. Okay, this if this happens, then the the article is entitled "Detransitioner Bill of Rights Gives States Blueprint to Push Back." This is absolutely a blueprint. When you say that a detransitioner has up to twenty five years to go after your wallet, if if there is any injury that it that results including physical, psychological, emotional, or physiological harm. We're going to put an end to this. It goes on to outline requirements for insurance coverage for detransition procedures. Quote, if any insurance policy includes coverage for gender transition procedures, 
The policy must also include coverage for detransition procedures. If any insurance policy includes coverage for gender transition, it must also include coverage for detransition. So now insurance companies are going to have to start paying for the for the detransition as well. Oh, I love it. I couldn't be more grateful for the 22 states that have banned or restricted gender transition procedures for minors. I've testified in many state legislatures, and I hope more states will act, said Chloe Cole, a detransitioner who uses her personal experience to shed light on the dangers of sex change procedures. Yet many state lawmakers have also asked me what the next step is. My answer is simple. Now it's time to protect the rights of detransitioners like me and countless others who've had their bodies altered and their lives ruined. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Chloe Cole, thank you for saying that. Thank you for standing up. This This is a blueprint that states can follow, and we, the citizens, need to be speaking about it loudly and clearly. All right, let's pause for this break. We will pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved you wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're happy to have you on board. How's everyone feeling today? Are you still, uh, are you hanging in there? 
flu season's right around the corner. Are you, have you added Cofix throat and nasal spray to your regimen, to your, to your health regimen? If you go to americaoutloud.shop and you use coupon code OUTLOUD25, you will receive 25% off when you're adding the throat spray to any order. Uh, stay healthy with Cofix RX. That is, that's what I'm doing. I, uh, and I am, I'm, I'm just staying at it. Uh, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the, uh, <laughs> I'm keeping the fluid at bay. As I have said, you know, I'm in a building with, with little ones all day long and I don't want it. I, I don't want the sick. I don't want the flu. I don't want the yuck. Last year I got hammered three times three times through the course of the school year, I was laid out. I mean, you know, my entire Christmas break, my two and a half weeks I spent on the couch not doing it this year. No, Cofix RX to the rescue. Uh, I take the throat and the nasal spray. Uh, Sometimes I do it simultaneously. (laughs) I just go after it. So uh, just want to check in, just see how you're doing. You know, keep the flu away. It's better than the flu shot. The Cofix nasal and throat spray is better than the flu shot. All right, so use uh, coupon code OUTLOUD25, and you will get 25% off. It's a stellar deal. You're not going to get that deal anywhere else except AmericaOutloud.shop, and we're happy to bring it to you. All right, so we're talking about victories, and we just have to keep speak in our values because the more we holler our values, the more victories are going to come our way. And so we're going to keep doing it. We're we're just going to keep um we're just going to keep shouting it. This article that I am I'm getting into right now is entitled Detransitioner Bill of Rights gives states blueprint to push back on radical gender ideology. And it's an excellent blueprint. It is. Uh, it's going to hit these, you know, medical professionals who are really preying on kids. It in terms of of these surgeries, these transition surgeries, it's going to hit them in the wallet. And you know, when when physical harm comes in, when psychological, emotional, or physiological harm kicks in after these surgeries. These kids have up to 25 years to go after these practitioners. Another portion of the Detransitioner Bill of Rights stipulates that any gender clinic that uses state funds in service of gender transition procedures must, as a condition of receiving such funds, agree to provide or pay for the performance of detransition procedures. So... (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, Now we're going after the states. We're going after state funding. This this model legislation is the real deal. The model legislation would also require the state's health agency to compile data pertaining to the number of insurance claims made for detransitioners. Any gender clinic operating in the state must provide a report of statistics regarding all gender transition procedures to the state health agency. 
The detransitioner bill of rights is a significant step toward helping young people who've been funneled toward treatments that can lead to lifelong suffering. Do no harm. Executive director, Christina Rasmussen asserted quote, we cannot remain passive while the well-being and rights of children are at risk. Thank you, Christina Rasmussen. She She's absolutely correct. She just hit it out of the park. We cannot remain passive while the well-being and rights of children are at risk. Can't do it. We can't remain passive. We can get angry and stay angry and continue to, you know, to scream about it. But we must articulate our values. We must articulate what we want instead of this filth that we're receiving. I'm going to uh, link the uh, this model legislation into my into my show notes. It's called the Detransitioner Bill of Rights, and it is chock full of good stuff. There's this this one paragraph here that I'm looking at. That says the cause of a discordance between sex and perceived sex is not definitively known. And the diagnosis is based primarily on the individual's self-evaluation. But there is evidence that peer groups and psychological maladaptive coping mechanisms can influence and exacerbate this perceived condition. That is absolutely correct. There is evidence that it's the the peer groups and it's this you know psychological manipulation that's be, that's happened via adults upon these these young minds who aren't fully developed yet. Ah, so we need to stay at it. I'm gonna I'll I'll put this this bill of rights in the show notes. If you're listening to this on podcast, scroll down. And you will see it there. I'll also link these articles, you know, for for your review. Listen, the, I, you know, I've been, I've really just been saying this all week. And I, I think we just need to keep saying it, that as, as a country, once we start articulating our values, you know, we don't even have to articulate it well. I mean, really, all we have to do is just say, here's what we believe in. You don't have to be the world's best orator. You, you, you know, you don't have to, you know, you might stutter a little bit. It doesn't matter. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to to speak what you believe in. To speak what you value. You know, Far too long, we have cowered in fear because, you know, we can't say this or we can't say that. They have done a masterful job of silencing us while, by the way, you know, taking over the narrative. And it's been easy for them because we are silenced. It's easy for them to manipulate the language, to decide what the narrative is going to be, to decide how words are going to be defined to demand that we refer to little Johnny who wants to be a girl as a, as a transgender, a transgender girl. You know, for a long time, I'm like a transgender male or female who, who's who and what's what it's, it's confusing. And that's the point. The point is let's confuse them. Let's confuse the crap out of them. And then we'll just, then we'll own them. No, 
we cannot be afraid to to start using actual definitions of actual words, not these made up definitions, not even these made up words. Yeah, you know, we have to start calling it what it is, and then we have to start our articulating what we value. We value privacy. We value protection. We value life. We value self-defense. We we value the the role of parents in the lives of students. You know, these are the things that that we have to start shouting from the rooftops. We value our our history, an actual <laughs> an actual record of our of our history, history told rightly. We value our history told rightly. It's got to be told rightly. Um, I I played a clip the other day. Last week we did this uh, expose, I guess. I don't know this little mini series on on Christopher Columbus in honor of of Columbus Day. If you missed that, you know, go back into the podcasts. You'll find it. It was two days. We did it. We did a two part mini series on Christopher Columbus. And I, I played this clip from the CBS Morning Show. This was, you know, several years ago. You know, I think 2015. This this clip was. And I'm just listening to to these people describe Columbus. And the expert that they had in, you know, he he wrote a book and and he makes this statement that. Um, He's answering this question. The anchor says, "You know how how was it that we 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 even celebrated Christopher Columbus? You know why why this sanitary view of Columbus and and celebrating and you know the anchor said, well because we like a sanitary view of history and uh, you know that's what we like. But but me, I like to tell the good and the bad. I like to I like to tell history as it is." You know, that was his statement. In fact, he he wasn't telling the good and the bad. He was only telling the bad, and all of it was essentially made up. None of it's factual, but it becomes the narrative, and they just repeat it, and they repeat it, and they repeat it until the name of Christopher Columbus has been dragged through the mud. And, you know, when you hear the name Columbus, you just instantly think evil, genocidal maniac, and none of it is true. The, the exact opposite is true. But we have the left is saying, we tell the good and the bad about history. We speak history rightly, when in fact they don't. They just lie about it. And we're tired of it. We are absolutely tired of it. And, and that's part of the, of the things that, that we value is we're going to speak history accurately. Speaking of speaking history accurately. Now, yesterday and today, as a country, we we have some things to celebrate historically, but I don't know that our kids even know about it. You know, uh, yesterday at 2 p.m., 1781, the British soldiers filed out of their trenches at Yorktown, Virginia, laid down their arms and surrendered their flags. Do our, do our kids even learn about this in history anymore? And at that moment, America, the American Revolution ended Yesterday at 2 p.m., 1781, 
British General Charles Cornwallis had taken the troops to Yorktown on the Chesapeake Bay because Southern patriots had worn down his army. Just worn him right down. We talked about the Battle of Kings Mountain a couple of weeks ago, and that was part of part of just wearing him down. He hoped to meet up with the British Navy, which might either resupply his exhausted force or carry it away. But American and French troops laid siege to Cornwallis's lines, pounding them with cannon fire, and a French fleet cut off his escape by sea. Sorry, Cornwallis, you're not going anywhere today. The British and Cornwallis found themselves trapped. Thomas Nelson was the governor of Virginia and a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was with the American army at Yorktown. And according to, tra to tradition, this is one of, my, one of my favorite stories. He directed an artillery man to fire at his stately brick home. It's my home, he explained, the best one in town. Because they were saying, sir, we can't fire it. We, we can't fire on your home. It's yours. Saying, I know it's mine. It's the best in town. And there you will almost be certain to find Lord Cornwallis, Cornwallis and the British headquarters. That's where you're going to find them. They're at my house. It's the best house in town. That's where they're setting up camp. According to legend, the first cannonball sailed through a window and landed on a table where several British officers had just sat down to dine. On October 19th, as the Redcoats marched forward to surrender, they could not help but notice how poorly dressed and equipped George Washington's troops were. Few had uniforms. Many wore rags and went barefoot. One British soldier was quoted as saying, out of this rabble has risen a people who defy kings. And that's us. That's who we are. Out of this rabble has risen a people who defy kings. And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep, we're going to keep on. We're going to keep defying by claiming and speaking and declaring what we value. As American citizens, we have got to do this. Today we're celebrating, and I don't know that this is celebrated in history classes, but it should be. But, um, you know, today we're, we're celebrating the signing of the Louisiana Purchase. The U.S. Senate ratified it today in 1805, October 20th. Um, it was j just a, a huge move that, that doubled the size of the country. And it's because Thomas Jefferson had the had the future fortitude to, you know, send his people over to France and, and ask, you know, the French, ask Napoleon, hey, would you want to sell? And Napoleon's like, yep, I need the money. I got to fund these wars. Let's sell. And he sells. Uh, I don't... You know, the unfortunate thing is in most public schools today, in most history classes, you know, we're, we're not taught about, about actual history. We are taught to, to make up feelings, feelings of discontent, feelings of anger, feelings of, of bitterness towards one group or another. We're taught to believe that our, our founding fathers, you know, Washington and, and Jefferson and all the rest, that they were evil men 
that they they cared about nothing. They were deists. They were atheists. They they had no morals. They had no values. All they wanted was to rape, pillage, and plunder. And that that direct teaching creates anger and animosity in young people for this country that that they live in. And therefore, it gives them an, an impetus to want to change the, the evil that, that is perceived in this country. This is one of the values we need to be speaking loudly for, that our history be taught rightly. Students don't need to be raised. This generation doesn't need to be raised. Young people do not need to be raised to hate this country and want to change it into something communistic because... Ooh, communism is great. It's failed everywhere it's been tried, but we're going to get it right because we know how to do it. We have a list of things that, that we value, and it's a list that we need to just be repeating constantly. I mean, just you know, pick a different topic every day and go after it and repeat it. Repeat it to your friends. Repeat it to your family. Let them know where you where you stand. Let the oh, I can't get political. Nope, at the Thanksgiving table we can't get political, and that's fine. You don't get political at Thanksgiving, but just talk about your values. Talk about the things that you love. Talk about the things that you care about. If we will just go after the conversation from that standpoint and begin to talk about what we value, we can turn this ship around. All right. I wish I had more time to get into it, but I don't. We are fresh out of time, America. Thank you for joining me today. However, I'm grateful that you're on board. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List and let's unite to renovate the age.